Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. Hi, this is Lauren Engel. Today I'm here with Caitlin Tarver. Hello. <laughs> Hi. So you were born in Glenville? Glenville, Georgia. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Were your parents were your parents born there as well? My parents, my dad was. My mom was um, from more near like the Atlanta area, and where I'm from is more near Savannah. So it's like it's kind of the southern part, more southern mm-hmm. part of Georgia. What, so yeah. yeah. What do they do? My mom um, was just a stay-at-home mom for most of like I mean I think she like taught physical education PE. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I just said physical education. Like, people don't know what PE is. She taught PE and then decided to stay home. And then my dad actually owns, like, a family business that his dad started where he makes chocolate-covered pecans and, like, cinnamon pecans and candy. So my dad's kind of like a chocolate, like, connoisseur. Whoa. (laughs) Which is very funny. But, uh... Where do you think you got your creative side from? I don't know. I mean, I think... My parents are, you know, they encouraged creativity and they encouraged, like, just trying what we were interested in. And, I mean, as kids, we all would, like, like try to sing a solo, like, in the church play. And mm-hmm. my dad would play guitar. And, you know, my grandmother's a pain. His, his mom's, like, a painter. Oh, wow. So he had, I think he has, like, that creative streak. Um... So creativity wasn't, like, non-existent in our mm-hmm. home, but they just didn't, like, work in it. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess from them, mm-hmm. yeah. What kind of music were they playing in the house when you were growing up? I mean, I was raised a lot on, like... Um, Hillsong, I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, like, I mean, it was pre-Hillsong, but oh, it was, pre-Hillsong. like, contemporary Christian, like, Amy Grant and, mm-hmm. like, uh, Point of Grace and Jackie Velasquez and, like, all these, like, female... Um, kind of alternatives to, like, pop radio. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I was raised, I mean, not, like, crazy religious, but, mm-hmm. you know, in the South and, like, yeah. a Christian uh, setting. So I listened to a lot of that gospel music growing up. And then I remember, like, in middle school, I was, like, having people over for my birthday. And I just thought it was normal to listen to, like... I think I had, like, a cassette tape yeah. <laughs> called, like, Scripture Rock or something. <laughs> and I was like, is this cool, guys? And they were like, what is this? Turn on the radio. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh, no. And But then I, like, turned on the radio, and I was like, oh, what's this? And then I just kind of fell in love, like, a normal kind of teenager and listened to, like, Britney and oh. Sync and... Christina, and I mean, I also growing up would listen to like Whitney Houston and Leanne mm-hmm. Rimes and um, Shania Twain. So I don't know. I mean, there was just like a lot of female singers that mm-hmm. I feel like I grew up listening to and liking. And um, did you play guitar? My dad would like try to sit me down and make me learn. I mean, not make me learn, but be like, "You can do this." Yeah. And. I can, like, play chords, you know, to this day, but I don't 
I don't like devote enough time to get really good at playing guitar or like any other instrument. Mm -hmm. um, sadly, I wish I like had that story that a lot of songwriters have, where it's like I hated playing piano, but my mom made me, and now I'm I'm grateful. <laughs> like, <laughs> my mom just didn't make me, so yeah. I didn't I didn't do it, and like. <laughs> um, but I would just constantly be singing. Like, I'd be putting on shows in the living room and to anyone who would listen. So I was kind of just more on that route of, mm -hmm. like, constantly being obnoxious. <laughs> and being like, listen, I can hit this note. Um, <laughs> but yeah, my dad, you know, my dad would play guitar a lot growing mm -hmm. up. So How would you describe yourself back then growing up? Oh, no. I mean, I, I feel like I've been noticing this a lot lately. Um, I just am having, like, I'm like, what? what? Everything feels so long ago that I'm like, what was I like as a kid? <laughs> um, but, I mean, I grew up with, like, a pretty tight-knit family. I have three mm -hmm. siblings. Um, and I don't know. We would just hang out a lot. We would, like, I, I feel like I was a pretty, like, shy kid, surprisingly. Mm -hmm. um, like, I remember my mom saying I took dance class like yeah I grew up taking dance class and gymnastics. and gymnastics yeah so I I did that stuff but like when I was like first starting in dance it was like um I don't know I was like five or something and the dance teacher was like there's no way she's gonna get on stage like she's too shy she's too scared <laughs> and wrong <laughs> um the day of the recital I just got out of my shell got on the stage and did some bad dance to like Twinkle Twinkle Little Star or something. Um, but yeah, like I, uh, I was shy, but I mean, I don't know. I think I was just kind of like a mm -hmm. happy little yeah. kid. Did you like school though before you were homeschooled? Um, yeah, well I was homeschooled for like one year oh. and then I went back. Oh, okay. Um, but that was like later on. Mm -hmm. Um, but school was fine. I mean, where I was raised so small, like, and I went to, like, a small little school. So I, I grew up with, like, the same, pretty much the same group mm. of people from, like, kindergarten to senior year. So, yeah, like, I, school was fine. Yeah. Yeah, like, I didn't, um... Did you have particular favorite subjects? Uh... I mean, I I was, like, randomly a really good speller. Oh. Like, I went to the spelling bee, like, every year. Oh, my gosh. Oh, so cute. <laughs> and um, so, I mean, I enjoyed reading, and I enjoyed, like, spelling and sentences. And, yeah, like, I feel like if I think about it, yeah. that's kind of more what I lean towards. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, I went to the spelling bee a lot. And I would always go out on words that were so stupid. Like, I remember in, like, first grade or something, I went out on jump because I spelled it G-U-M-P. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Which I was like, what? It's just like, I don't know, the nerves or something. I just got to me and a j jump and G, I don't know. So... That was embarrassing, and I misspelled cinnamon. And then one year I had exaggeration, which it was in, like, third grade, which I feel like is pretty advanced. Yeah. And I remember being, like, E-X-A-G-G-E-R-A-T-E-I-O-N. <laughs> and like, they were like, no! 
I mean, actually, I don't think there was a big reaction. <laughs> I was so close. Yeah. Anyway, pretty, yeah. pretty thrilling stuff. What made you want to, like, participate in American Junior back then? I mean, I just, I loved singing, and it was, like, the first season of American Idol. So I would sit and watch that show every week, and Kelly Clarkson, and it was just, like, this thing. I was, like... I remember being like, I wish they had one. I wish they had one for kids. Like, I would do it. Mm-hmm. And then the next week, Ryan Seacrest is like, so if you're a kid and you want to be on, a, on American Idol, like, here, and, and he started mm-hmm. advertising, like, the casting yeah. calls for American Junior. So I was like, oh, let's do it. So I just, I don't know. I just decided to, I was like, yeah, I'll audition because enough people in my hometown had told me I could sing mm-hmm. and my parents were like yeah let's do it yeah did, and, did you feel like it was the only way for you to get out like because it was kind of difficult you couldn't really meet many people in the yeah, music yeah but I mean there. I don't even think it was like on my radar at that point mm-hmm. of like oh I want to be a singer I just was like oh this show seems fun I wasn't like trying to plot my escape oh. yet you know like I wasn't yeah. like I gotta get out of here um, I just was like 13 and like, mm-hmm. oh, cool, this would be fun. And so, yeah, it was just kind of this whim. I, I wasn't like thinking that much about it. Um, but I knew I wanted to, to do it and I knew I loved singing. It's just like I didn't have a lot of examples around me of like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, she's going to move to Hollywood and try to be a singer. It's just like I did gymnastics and I was like, oh, maybe I'll be like an Olympian. <laughs> Which is insane, but that was just the world I was in, so... Mm-hmm. Um, and then how did Jonas yeah. Brothers happen? Well, so so after I did American Juniors, which is like, you know, I ended up making it to, like, the top ten, so I was in L.A. all summer, and I was like, oh, okay, I do want to be a singer like this. It was just such mm-hmm. a great experience, and I loved performing, and it was, like, kind of some validation that, like, I could do it. So... After that, you know, we spent the whole summer out here, and I was like, okay, how do I be a singer? Um, and so I kind of just, like, started trying to do one thing after the other, and that eventually led me to, you know, making an album on, like, an indie label in New York, and that led me to, like, meeting someone else, and they got me on these Radio Disney shows. But I, I think... If I remember correctly, like my first show ever as like Caitlin Tarver um, was at a festival in Tom's River, New Jersey, which also was the Jonas Brothers' first show ever. Um, So yeah, like it was just this weird thing. So we met for the first time there, I think, and then I don't know, like over the years we would kind of keep in touch, and so I think um, they were coming down through. Florida, which was close to Georgia where I lived, so my dad was like, oh, can Caitlin, like, sing before you at the show, like, at your concert, which was, at the time, it was before they were, like, even big, and Mm -hmm. so it was at, like, a small club in Orlando, and I did that, and then, yeah, and then the next year, they were, like, playing the arena, (laughs) which was crazy, Crazy. but, um, but, yeah, I mean, we just kind of met early on, and... Mm -hmm kept in touch yeah and this is something I always ask like musicians who are Christian but do you always feel like 
like did you ever feel like conflicted like you're doing this music but it's not like directly a christian song i think you got us sure yeah i mean yeah i think at the time i just was like i mean there was a lot of people in my hometown um there's definitely that pressure of like why don't you sing christian music and even like one of my first songs was written by like a christian writer and like kind of leaned a little bit like it was kind of a christian song Mm -hmm. um (laughs) kind of disguised as this pop song so I, i don't know though i just always kind of was like i just like pop music and i don't feel like i feel like i can still be who i am you know like within this uh within this space and um i mean i was probably more like risk averse you know, like coming up being like a teenager trying to do pop, but like at the time, like just a little more conservative or scared to be like, put myself out there in a big way that, you know, like those probably things probably affected my path or something. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, there was an insane pressure, but I definitely felt that I guess mm-hmm. but I, I guess there was like enough examples at the time that I was like no I kind of just stuck to my guns mm-hmm. and wanted to do that yeah. yeah so were your parents ever afraid of you like starting out in the entertainment so young and yeah like getting off track I mean yeah I think and even as like eh, even for me like when I was a kid and even now, like, I'm pretty, like, uh, I'm, I don't have, like, a big rebellious streak. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not, like, oh, like, I want to leave and prove everybody wrong and, like, <laughs> go nuts. Like, I've yeah. just never had that in me. Mm-hmm. Um, so they kind of just trusted you, I guess. So, yeah, you. I think they're, I think, like, between, like, me and them, we were both, like, oh, God, what if this is going to, like, you know you have all these fears like when you start down the road of pursuing like a career in entertainment like there's like a lot of a lot of people can make you scared of it um and for good reason I guess but also I think you just like have to keep staying true to yourself and like keep checking in and like it's not as, like, scary as people make it out to be, you know? And so I think they realized that, and so did I. Like, the more I was doing stuff and the more I got into it, it's like, you have a lot of control over what you want to do. So, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of go with that. And did you get into acting from people seeing you from that, or how did you get in initially? Yeah, I got into acting, um, you know, probably just by doing the American Junior Show. People saw me on TV so there was already kind of like okay she can be on a camera Mm -hmm. um would you be interested in acting and I was like yeah um at the time I was like young and interested in everything yeah um so yeah I mean I'm sure there's like a long winding story but (laughs) I you know kind of found myself in acting as well and going Mm -hmm. on auditions and just kind of winging it for a while yeah. and then getting a little better with it. <laughs> did your parents like help you in your hair or did you have a team here? Like were you living alone or? No, I was still living at home 
Like I moved out here after high school, so I was at home mostly. Like I would, I moved to New York for like a couple months and mm-hmm. would like do stuff and then go back to Georgia. So that's like when I homeschooled. Oh. Um, but then I just decided like, nah, I'd rather just finish high school. Like I think it, I think I'll be okay. <laughs> like I think yeah. roles will still be there. Um, Cause I had known people who moved to LA from the show, like who were like 14 and already living in LA. And I was yeah. like, oh, like maybe I should do that. But I just was kind of not ready yet to like mm-hmm. make the leap. So, um, so yeah, I was still living at home, but like auditioning, sending in tapes, and mm-hmm. like if they liked me, I'd fly out here or fly to New York or whatever. So I was kind of here, but. Mostly mm-hmm. in Georgia. Yeah. And then after you moved here, you were living alone, or living with my brother. Oh, yeah, yeah, my big bro. He was already out here. Or? He would. He had like been in New York for a little bit, and then, like, we both were interested in acting and me music, oh. and he does comedy, and um, so he he moved out here with me from New York. So we were like, let's just m- both move to LA, um, and we got a place. And then how long after did you sign with Universal? Um, that was a few years in. I mean, I think once I moved here, music was still something I really wanted to do, but it was like I was finding it harder to find my way in um, to kind of like the music industry. I think like people knew me as a singer, but at that point I had also gotten a role on Big Time Rush, and so mm-hmm. it was like... I was acting a lot, and so that naturally just kind of brings more opportunities in acting. So I was kind of just going with that for a while, and music wasn't really at the forefront. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! Oh gosh! Run! Run. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I had been like still in my head pursuing music but Mm -hmm. mostly just acting Mm -hmm. and uh then in like I don't know a few years ago I was like all right I want to do music like how hard can it be (laughs) to like get some songs and Mm -hmm. put them out um so I had like written written a handful of songs throughout being here I'd gone to like Nashville a couple times to write so I had this collection of songs my friends who were in this band called Honor Society at the time Mm -hmm. were like oh why don't you come on tour with us and I was like great and I just kind of like got this like um I don't know like burst of uh productivity with music I was like I'm gonna make this happen Mm -hmm. so I put out an EP um went on this tour and that kind of opened up doors for me again in music and that's eventually what got me signed to Universal oh. so that was like a few years after I moved mm-hmm. here um, and then after that was the Cheryl Cole yeah so so after I signed Universal they were like alright go write your record and I was like okay and I would just do a lot of sessions and then I was doing a session with Wayne Wilkins and Heidi Rojas and we wrote Crazy Stupid Love originally Huge. for me. Yeah. And then I was like, I don't really think it's like my vibe. And he was like, well, I'll pitch it. And I was like, great. And then the next thing I knew, it was like, this is going to be Cheryl's first single. And 
she's putting it out and then it went number one and I was like what is happening <laughs> it was um it was just an exciting thing yeah that, um and it was you know kind of in that in that process of of making of writing that you're just like you know you go through like so many ups and downs in the creative process um and it was sort of in this lull of like can I even am I even good at this like can mm. I write a song like what am I you know you just question yeah. everything and so it was kind of a nice like boost of confidence mm. like okay oh. cool cool yeah okay I can still <laughs> keep going <laughs> and then you had some song about like when you were still dating your back then boyfriend and then mm. you were at this point of your relationship where mm. you were like kind of not sure of it I had started dating this guy and it was getting pretty serious and I was you know we were both pretty young mm -hmm. and it kind of got to that point where it was like are we are we doing this for real like mm -hmm. um and I think that just sends anyone kind of down a road of like questioning why am I in this what do I what do I want out of a relationship in general like and kind of also looking around and seeing how hard it is to maintain a good one mm. um you know so I think anyone naturally is just kind of like what is the secret what makes something work like because I'm not naive enough to think that we have some like we've tapped into some special thing that means we're never gonna have a problem mm -hmm. like um so it was just kind of out of that headspace of just being like what is you know and I think I think the answer is eventually just kind of surrendering to that idea mm -hmm. that like yeah no you never will have it figured out in anything yeah um you just kind of have to go for it yeah. but in that particular time I was just like couldn't get over like what do you mean like why would we ever get married like <laughs> because no one's happy like I just was like freaking out mm -hmm. basically um and it was kind of also like it's like looking at the other person and being like can I count on you like can I depend on you even like I think I can um you've shown me that I can but also like I don't know what you're gonna do in like a year <laughs> like, so it was uh yeah just you can see I was just kind of like I don't know uh and yeah so I wrote love me again you know that was even before now we're married yeah so how did kinda, you realize he was stuck. the one uh I don't know I think it was just I think it was allowing myself and allowing him allowing himself to have those moments of like I don't know can we do this like mm -hmm. do we want to do we like each other um like let's look let's I don't know it was kind of like being logical about it for a second yeah. and, like which doesn't sound very romantic but uh that's just kind of what needed to happen for me and like I think we just decided yeah let's let's do mm -hmm. it and um what do you love about his personality um I mean he's always he's just I think he's really funny, mm -hmm. and I think the longer we've been together, the longer I've like been really thankful for that sense of humor, because <laughs> um, it's something to connect on, and like it just makes I don't know I like think a sense of humor if you if you have one I think you need your partner to have one like if that yeah. makes sense because it's such a like 
I don't know. It just makes everything easier if that's if that's how you're wired. If you're not, mm -hmm. then like that would be annoying, I think. <laughs> um, but it's like if something's hard or intense, it's like at least we can like make it a little feel a little bit lighter. Mm -hmm. Not yeah. like not 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 dealing with stuff, but I don't know. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think he's and he's also just really good at. Um, I don't know if you've noticed, but I can be a little bit dramatic. Uh, <laughs> but he is like a little more even keeled, which is nice for me sometimes. Because um, I can be here and there and, and all over the place. And it's nice to like kind of have someone to bounce off of and be like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> what was the inspiration behind Tired Eyes? Um, behind just the whole EP? Yeah. Uh, I mean... I think there's Love Me Again on that song, there's, I mean, on that EP, You Don't Know is on that EP, a song called What Do We Know Now is on that EP, um, and then Hate to Tell You and Weekend Millionaires, which I feel like uh, the title actually came from, the title Tired Eyes came from another song that actually didn't end up on the EP, oh. um, but it just is, I don't know, it kind of encapsulated this feeling to me of the EP, like at the time. Uh, it was sort of a accumulation of like a few years of my life that I really felt like I found my voice a little bit more. Mm -hmm. um, but also in that process that requires having low moments of just like, you know, being in your 20s and being like, what's, you know, what is what is life? What am I doing mm -hmm. here? What am I doing this for? Why do I want to make music? Why do I like to sing? Like, I think it was just a lot of like, and then you see stuff happen. You see people let you down and um, people change and you change. And so there was like this level of like, oh gosh. <laughs> um, I don't know, like cynicism and just mm -hmm. kind of like, being like, uh, like I don't do, like, I don't know. I think just being in your twenties is like kind of how that feels. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes where you're like just figuring a lot of stuff out. So I don't know. That title just made sense to me for the EP, based on a lot of the inspiration behind the songs and just kind of where I felt like I was mm -hmm. at. How did the HBO with Dwayne the Rock happen? I just auditioned for it, mm -hmm. and. Um, yeah, because I still act, I still uh, go on auditions mm -hmm. a lot, so um, that one came through, and I was like, this would be cool, yeah. and <laughs> went out for it, and then they ended up picking me, which yeah. was great. Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do you so. think your music has changed since the early songs you wrote? Um... I think it's changed a lot. I mean, I think as I've changed, my music has changed, which makes sense. Uh, I think there's just more experience to pull from now than there was when mm -hmm. I was younger. Um, I also think, like, like I kind of said before, my journey as a musician and as a songwriter and in the music industry was sort of weird in that I, I got into the industry through this show when I was 13, and so it kind of like skipped a lot of steps. Mm. So I had to sort of backtrack in my head of like, oh yeah, like, do I wanna, do I wanna, you know, I, people were encouraging me to write my own stuff, and for whatever reason, I just was like, oh, 
I can do that? Like, I don't know. Not like I didn't think I could. I just didn't. Mm. People gave me songs at the beginning, yeah. and I thought that's just how it worked. Mm -hmm. So when people started encouraging me to write, it was like, oh, okay, yeah. And then as I did it more, I was like, oh, I can, like, this is what being an artist is, you know? Like, you get to inject your point of view <laughs> into your art. Like, what a crazy idea. Um, so I think as I've, like, been doing that more... I've tried to um, just grow in that idea of like, how do I, how do I, Caitlin, want to like present myself as a as a writer and, and a singer and an artist, and what do I want my music to be about, and what do I want to be about? So I think there's just more thought put into it now than mm -hmm. maybe there was when yeah. I was a teenager, <laughs> not really kind of just flailing around trying to like find a stage yeah. <laughs> to sing on. You kind of answered my next question, but how do you feel like you've grown as a person since you were younger? Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like a lot of that applies to that question too. Yeah. Like I, I mean, I think I've grown as, I mean, I don't know, in a lot of ways. Um, I think just being in L.A. for a while now kind of forces you to, I mean, it's such a, like, competitive place, mm. and it's it can be an isolating place, but I've sort of, like, I feel like I've been here a while now, so I kind of have this, like, pride of, like, okay, like, you're making it work, you're surviving, mm. like, this is good, and so there's kind of, like, this... I don't know, you kind of grow in that feeling of being like, okay, I can, I mean, I think just owning my ability a little bit more has mm. been cool, um, if that makes sense. Like, I think, I don't know if it's like being a woman or just being me. Um, I think as I've gone through these, like, steps of my career, it's been like, um, do, can I do this? Like, am, am I, like, are people taking me seriously as this and even though like that sounds like crazy maybe crazy to someone else if they're like just looking at what I've done mm -hmm. but I think I think choosing to like ask myself questions that are harder and like even going into like other like just worldview stuff in general I think you just I don't know. I feel like I'm not. I feel like I'm just rambling. No, I, don't I mean, <laughs> like, I think I've uh, gr grown and changed just by looking around and being like, what do I think of all yeah. this? And how does it affect me as a person? And then, in turn, how does it affect my art? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say have been your biggest challenges so far? I think as a creative person, you kind of naturally doubt everything that you mm. do, I think. Like, and maybe not, but I, I mean, at least I feel okay in saying that because I know I've talked to a lot of people that feel the same way. And hopefully if someone's watching that is trying to do something and feels that way, they can be comforted <laughs> to know that I just think we're all the same. And I think, like, everyone's scared and doing their best. And so, like, just just go go with it mm -hmm. and just do your best and trust that like you're like what you're doing what you're supposed to do and you're and you're being who you're supposed to be I guess mm -hmm. like 
I don't know. I think there's just so much tendency to look around and compare yourself and mm. um, be like, I'm not as good as her, or I'm not as pretty as her, or I can't do that as well as her, or him, or whatever. And I mean, I think that's hard to get past, especially with Instagram and like, yeah. social media kind of reminding you constantly of everyone's accomplishments because that's what it's for in a lot of ways but I think it's important to just kind of trust your path. Mm -hmm. What does success look like to you? Um, good question. <laughs> uh, I mean I think I, I think about this a lot mm. because I think um, like I said before when you live in LA it is really competitive and I think I've realized, like now having gotten to witness success on a lot of different levels, um, it's never really, you're never really there. Like you've never really made it. Mm. Like I think I have, I know people, I have friends who would, I would consider very successful. Maybe they've like made it in my eyes, but they're still worried about maintaining that mm. and, and what what else they're going to do and if that's going to be good and I think success to me is like just focusing on are you doing the best you can do and are you pushing yourself hard enough not based on what someone else is doing but like if I can like continue to make music and continue to act and like somehow pay my rent like yeah. which you know so far I've been able to do um then I mean I'm not gonna lie and be like then that's good enough for me on every day because obviously I, I think as humans we always want more but um I'm trying to make that success to mm -hmm. me <laughs> yeah, <love that>. yeah. <laughs> what does love mean to you ah man getting me really deep of it. <laughs> um, what does love mean to me? I think it just, I think it means like full acceptance, like wherever, wherever you're at. Um, as far as like on a relationship level. Mm -hmm. um, I think just loving someone for who they are and not what like you want them to be or what you think they could be, but just for who they are. Um, I think that I don't know, I think that's true for a close relationship, but I think it could also extend to, in a greater sense, too. I think just letting people, mm -hmm. like, be who they are, yeah. where they are, and, and letting that be enough. Mm -hmm. Last question, what do you want to be remembered for? <laughs> God. <laughs> this is, oh gosh, um, I'm gonna, like, start crying on my drive home or something. <laughs> What is life? Um, I don't know. Gosh, I mean, I think I want to be remembered for... Um, oh, this is nice music. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think, I think loving people, mm -hmm. uh, being a good friend, being a good person, like, I don't know. I mean, I always want someone to feel comfortable around me and okay to be who they are so I think being remembered as that type of person would be okay with yeah me. oh I love that this is awesome thank you so much thank you <laughs> bye guys